been several months since the fateful dinner at Pierce's house. The two groups moved from being acquaintances to blossoming friendships. Saturday afternoons were soon penned with mall meetups or house visits. A parent or two would be present to make sure everything was above board. Though they came from different schools, some subjects would be similar, so apart from the casual socializing, study sessions were bound to happen as well. The parents of everyone had already exchanged numbers. Gradually, their unease faded away. Their children were forming healthy relationships, and it seemed they were all on track towards something bright. All of them, except for Cole. Cole didn't feel compelled to gravitate towards any of the girls. When new friends were brought in, he tried to ignore it and just went about what he thought were his duties. Driving his father's car, he'd arrive at the designated meetup place earlier than most. He'd help set up the additional couches and tables in the living room for a movie viewing or a day of idle chatter. Not a single word of complaint as he derived pleasure in being of service. In knowing that he's taken steps to clear obstacles and problems out of his friend's way. At first, he was hesitant to take on the new members, but Diego, Pierce, and Juke seemed all the more joyous with their growing circle. Eventually, he found that he liked how his friends were livelier about the weekend ahead, that they were looking forward to something. It was still beyond Cole to understand what it was, really. Was it proximity to girls? Or the social interaction, perhaps? He mused silently. Maybe it's a different wonderful sense that linger every time one of the girls turned her head or walked past. He didn't mind the loss of some RPG time due to the inclusion of this new activity. He could see the changes happening to his buddies. He even understood their motivation, but he, personally, felt none of it. There was a buzz of anticipation that came out of Diego, Pierce, and Juke as Saturday loomed around the corner. The boys were thoughtful, excited, terrified, hopeful about each day of interacting with the girls. Over the months, they relentlessly attempted to pair up. Pierce used laughter and jokes. This would result in him connecting with Nadia after six weeks. Juke was blunt and more forthright in how he interacted. He would eventually end up with Colleen, who was just as honest as him. Diego, the group's game master, would use his highly polished skill of plotting out a course to lay down the plans for this day or that. Tanya responded to this, as she seemed to be the ringleader of the girls, and would offer counterplans or compromises. They seemed like a natural fit for each other, and as such, would, over months, come to the same conclusion. A few other girls would join in the Saturday meetups. Occasionally, one of them would try to strike a conversation with Cole, but he would retreat back into himself. Short, curt answers, nothing rude or offensive, but clearly marking himself as too simple or daft. His rumbling responses often taking the girl by surprise. It's a strategy he used without fail. After a few more attempts, the girls would lose interest and move on to chat with the others. To be fair, over the months, he did pick up a few more social skills. The words would bubble up from his mind, but some part of him refused to let them out. 
always there at the tip of his tongue, words unspoken. Cole was sincerely happy for his friends finding subjects for their affection, but he worried about his inability to even feel the need for the beginning of one. He shrugged inwardly and pushed those thoughts aside. For the growing circle around him, he observed, he listened, and he learned. Stay under the radar, he would tell himself. Put the boys front and center. In school, his friends were protective of him by shielding him from being alone, by including him. Others were unable to label him an outcast or deviant. They also filtered the outside world for him. Cole knew this well and drove himself to be the protector for the newer, larger group. When the group was meandering through the mall, Cole would keep an eye out for their surroundings. He wasn't being too attentive to danger, but he was alert should any one of them need help or assistance. Bags and boxes? Cole took care of them. Need someone to keep a place in the food court while some headed off to grab meals. Cole would start pushing tables together. The girls paid him less attention now than before, and this suited him just fine. He may not feel the desire to interact with them, but he saw their good influence upon his friends. Cole wasn't sure how it happened. From the snippets he heard, Diego and Tanya were able to arrange for a trip up to a mountain resort. It was well known to the more traveled members of the group. Others would also join in the five days and four nights they would be there. The most surprising development was there would be no chaperone. From what he gathered, the resort was tied to one of the girls' families, and the caretakers there were extremely trusted, a sort of extended family. Cole appreciated that relationship as he sincerely believed that close friends were the family you chose. The other unexpected development was that he was tagged to come along. He knew that each participant had to share in the costs for booking the place as well as food and drinks. While Cole did not want for anything, he didn't go out of his way to boost his meager allowance when he told Diego that he can't come along due to being short of the necessary fee. Diego just looked at him and said, Cole, don't need to worry about that. Had a chat about it and you're already covered. We'll need someone to do the heavy work, but it also means you get the last pick of the rooms. Cole smiled. Those terms were very acceptable. Last pick of the rooms meant he didn't have to bunk with anyone. Everyone met up at the mall. Waiting for them was a small gray bus that was called a coaster. The multi-seater went past huge tracks of grain fields. Windows were shut tight as grazing lands flew by. Cole made sure to use the trip to familiarize himself with the new people joining in the trip. A couple of guys and a few more girls. During the rest stops, Cole paid attention to where everyone was. While observing people heading towards the comfort rooms or browsing the stalls, he would chat up the driver. Cole was trusted by his family to drive either of the cars, but he was curious about the interface of the coaster. The driver showed him the engine bay and then the driver's bay. 
Cole absorbed all the information he was given. The driver asked him who he was with, indicating the girls. Cole answered with a not a one. He was just along to do the heavy stuff. He continued to memorize the layout of the driver area. The driver laughed under his breath and nodded his understanding. But with a gleam in his eye, he said to Cole, Might be you're the type to stand by. But I know you're smarter than most can see. But you have to watch out for a few. Us drivers, our eyes are on the road ahead, but we hear everything in the back. Don't think you can hear much at your seat in the rear, right on top of the exhaust. But they're wondering about you. Cole shrugged and muttered, doesn't matter. They'll think I'm too simple, that I'm not as interesting as the other boys. They'll see I'm not good enough and move on. The driver noted that this wasn't about whining or belly aching. This was not a list of grievances. This young man just voiced out how he wanted the world to be. This was the status quo and he wanted it that way. The driver glanced at the side and noticed a pretty petite girl looking at Cole from the outside of the bus. Her head was cocked to the side and he thought he could hear the gears whirling in her head. He quickly looked back and voiced the kind of mileage one would expect on a trip of so many hours at a reasonable speed and a full load of passengers and baggage. Cole listened carefully and repeated it back to the driver. The driver nodded in satisfaction, but inwardly he shook his head at what was in store for this young man. The pretty, petite girl had long, straight brown hair that reached the middle of her back, petite in build, yet refined in action. She was a friend of Tanya and the other girls and usually spent her time on bookish things. Back at the mall, she introduced herself as Eileen. Cole tried the name out and thought, hmm. That name is pretty. Cole did his best to keep her at a distance, but it seemed she just found herself near him. He decided that maybe she just needed something to protect her. He understood that sentiment well and decided to stop pushing her away, but he would do nothing to get closer. On the last rest stop, Cole was climbing back into the coaster after making sure that everyone was accounted for except... He found that Eileen had taken a seat at the far back, where he sat alone since they took off from the city. Eileen watched him slowly make his way to the back, and without a word, turned her head to watch the scenery speed past as the coaster took off. They arrived at the resort shortly before nightfall. Cole busied himself alongside the driver in moving everyone's luggage from the coaster towards the lobby. There was no need to rush as he was given the last pick for his room. The last thing he carried from the small bus was the box that contained every tabletop game that the boys owned. Cole was happy that there were at least the games. He was always thrilled about pushing his shared storytelling with his friends just around the next hilltop. He walked up to Tanya and Diego, who was shouting at everyone to get their bags from the lobby. Pierce noted the grin on Cole's face. Someone is happy. Cole shrugged, raised the box he was carrying a little higher. Games. The word resonated through the old brown wood receiving area. 
Eileen overheard them and drew closer. What's inside? Juke came closer to relieve Cole of the box. Books, tabletop games, RPGs, mostly guy stuff. Without being conscious of it, Cole's posture opened to allow Eileen to get closer to the box. Tanya noted this and looked away so as not to draw attention to what was happening. She kept the scene in her peripheral vision as she pretended to look over the fireplace. Diego added, Things to keep us occupied and out of trouble while you ladies do lady things. Oh, Cole, there's a room near the garage and the only other one is the attic. A couple of us are bunking up since we didn't know what the real room count was. Seems a few of them are being renovated. Eileen watched as Cole wandered off in the direction Diego pointed at. Mm -hmm.